Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nerds Adulting Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Peter. I am also joined today by my co-host, Josh. What's up, buddy? How's it going? What's up, dude? Feeling good? And we also have a special guest today, M from our Discord. What is up? How are you doing? Hi! It's a pleasure to be here. I'm super excited to have you here. So today's episode is the last of last the last of us episode one and we're going to talk about all things episode one and we're going to do this for every single episode that airs and i'm super pumped to talk talk about it today you guys and gals want to just jump into it right now yep absolutely okay let's do this all right so first i'm going to start this off so everyone can get a perspective of where we're at i have never beaten beaten the last of us the original game whatever i never beaten it. i have played probably about halfway through to a third of it and i always quit i know we were joking earlier that i'm i'm a game quitter so m what is your experience with the last of us franchise so i know of it but i have never played it that's because i don't have a console anymore so i'm just a basically a computer gamer pc master race hell yeah, yeah. i'm down for that <laughs> Josh, what about you? What, uh, what is your experience I, so far? I've played The Last of Us, every iteration of it, every version of it. I have it on, I had it on PS3 when it released. I had it on PS4. I got the remaster. I've bought the expansion. I played The Last of Us 2. I'm I'm very well versed in 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 its story and its intricacies and its characters and its relationships. And uh, I love the series. It's a series that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I'm happy to see it's finally getting its time on the big screen. Usually I'm pretty reluctant. But Yeah, uh, because video game adaptations in the, on TV or movies suck, yeah. <laughs> right? The so. last big letdown that I had, and it really <laughs> broke my heart, was uh, Halo. Halo yeah. was All right. so bad. <laughs> All right. Let's so not think about that. <laughs> we're gonna get into a little bit about that but not right now i do i want to talk to you all about a little bit about the halo tv show because i think there's a lot of parallels there that we can talk about but first i want to talk about the beginning of the last of us tv show episode one i fucking loved the opening scene of this episode it's so it, it starts off like all like funny and and sort of like this typical interview on tv but then it turns dark really quickly and then they like do these cuts to the crowd when he's talking about like you know we're we're like fucked you know like if if these fungi evolved and we're basically we lose and they cut to like the the audience and they're just like holy fuck this is scary so what did you all think about about the beginning in that opening scene because i loved it i mean I'll i'll let you go go first on that I enjoyed it. It reminded me of Chernobyl. If you guys ever watched that show, it's like set back then. And it just basically kind of like, I heard that this is not in the game per se, but like in this TV show, it's apparently like, it just brings home. Like, this is what's going on. We had the pandemic. We have global warming, yada, yada, yada. This is next. And also I really enjoy like straight from the bat, like, the three guys, it's just like really well-known actors. You're like, I know that guy. I know that guy. I've seen them here. I've seen them there. Oh, I loved it. So I'm really glad you had mentioned Chernobyl because I'm sure you all know, and maybe most of everyone else that's listening knows that Craig Mazin is a, was the showrunner for Chernobyl, who was also, I guess, the showrunner for The Last of oh. Us. 
Yeah, and he adapted it for TV with Neil Druckmann, who is the creative director. I believe he was the creative director for the game The Last of Us. I can't remember the person should know this. That is actually the director of The Last of Us. But anyways, so I'm glad you brought that up. I love Chernobyl. It was fucking amazing. It was mm-hmm. one of the, my top time, top five TV shows probably in the past 10 years. It was just so, so incredible. So, Josh, what, what, what did you think about the opening did you have any thoughts on that? I, I just, I just loved it. It was so great. I mean, I to be I'm now here's where I come in, and I'm, I'm gonna say, <laughs> like, I, I have it. not, I have, I have not, I have not seen Chernobyl. Ah, uh, so okay. but I do, I did watch the first episode of it. So I do, but I do know that it that uh, the viewers do hold it in high regard as okay. a, as a wonderful series. That watch is it. it. It's only four episodes, right? Yeah, it's okay. I've only been telling you to play this. I've only been telling you to play this game we're discussing right now for the past five years. (laughs) Since you five says I've known you, you're like, what? You've never played it before? Yeah, from the moment I knew you didn't finish it or play it, I was like, ah. So friendship over. (laughs) (laughs) Right. The funny story is I had a PS4 way back in the day, right? And I sold it to a buddy of mine right before The Last of Us came out. And so... (laughs) I was and once I saw like all the reviews and was like raving about it. I, I really like regretted that selling that. You talking about a console. PS3? Or uh, no? It was yeah. It was PS3. Sorry, it was a PS3. Yeah. It was actually yeah when that game launched. But yeah, go ahead, Josh. What about the first episode? The beginning of the opening oh. of the first uh, first episode. Oh, amazing, amazing! The beginning the beginning really sets the tone for how serious uh, something like this can be, and. It's not just something that's made up for the show. Like it's not some kind of terror or or scientific explanation made up or embellished for the show. It really is like that. The 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 base of all life recycling of matter on this planet, it all happens through fungi and bacteria, primarily fungi and the mycena that they or is it mycena? I forget what it's called. But um, cordyceps, I know is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The the word that I'm saying is uh, talks about its uh, fungal structure mm-hmm. and how it communicates with itself. Fung fungi is a highly in highly intelligent in terms of survivability. I'm not saying that they're sentient, but the way that they're designed by <laughs> by uh, matter and stuff, the way that they that they act and behave, it is a highly intelligent life form. Uh, capable of completely eradicating us if if it came down to it. Do you all remember yeah, so. the documentaries, like when they introduced the the fungi and the ants? Do you, you all remember? Did you ever watch those? Em? I did. I, I did. did watch some of the documentaries. Yeah, yeah, like that yeah. freak. So this is before The Last of Us ever came out. I remember seeing those documentaries. I think it was like Earth or something like that. Whatever. It was yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Channel. I remember watching that and it scared the fuck out of me because the first thing I said was like, can this happen to humans? We're next. You know? And <laughs> I actually had this idea as I watched it of writing a story about it and all this stuff. And then The Last of Us comes out like four years later. I was like, fuck, I had that same idea. You know, like, but I didn't put it to, I'm sure a lot of people did too when they saw that. But I thought that was just crazy watching. I just remember. Anyways, Josh, you were saying, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, it's fine. The, 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 like I said, the beginning of the show, uh, this little interview taking place on a talk show. Uh, I think it's like somewhere sometime in the 1960s. I think it's like 65, 68, something like that. And um, like I said, it really sets the tone for the danger that uh, fungal mutation can present. And eventually it does happen. 
And that's really the the show is really just capitalizing on something that is a very real possibility. Now, I'm not saying that the infection will host the problems that are posed in the series of The Last of Us, but it is something that just like you said, all that has to happen is the the fungi has to adapt to temperature changes, be able to survive in 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 those temperatures. Yeah, so, it, but I think I think that the opening sets the tone. It's beautifully written. It's not part of the game. It's something that they added for the show. And I, but still, I think that it's a nice addition. It's one of those like creative liberties that were taken that I that I don't have a problem with. My thing is they did this for people that hadn't played the game. I think mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed it. They really like brought it into my world. You know, yeah. be like, oh, this stuff this could happen, might happen, and. The fact that it just, I feel like it enriches everything. It just adds on to whatever the game has, but I don't know about it, which is great. Yeah. And then that's what I was saying, like, cause I was watching it. And the first thing I said, like, this is for people that don't know this story. Cause like, you're like the last of us zombie is what I was wondering. So I feel like personally, I have zombie fatigue, right? There was like a minute there where uh-huh. zombies were super cool, right? And you had all these, what was it? You had Zombieland, The Walking Dead, the Walking Dead. You had Dead Island video game. You had, what was Dead Rising? You had all these things. And so I was wondering if this show was going to come out and sort of, or sort of like done with the post-apocalyptic humans are bad zombie story. But right. I think the twist with it being fungi can be enough to make it different but this is also see i'm worried that this is gonna people are gonna relate this to the walking dead which was just like humans are bad you know like survivability so but this one tells a different story because it's about him traveling across the the country to get to to his brother and there's other things that that are coming at places so i'm just i was a little worried about that but i think the beginning of that sets it up to say hey this is not your typical zombie flick you know what i mean this is not a virus this isn't resident evil you know and so that's what i that's what i liked about the opening so. yeah it's a it's a it's a fungal infection yeah but the so the thing is i think it's funny that you say you have like zombie fatigue my zombie fatigue is really bad when the word zombie is used i think that zombie is like a cringy word if i'm watching a show and there's like infected or zombie like uh fucking creatures or, or or enemies or whatever and somebody's like oh there's zombies i'm like i you just lost all credibility to me like with <laughs> so i'd rather them be called infected sick. walkers is fine <laughs> sick the sick that's fine but like it's just something about the word zombie when it's put into media, if we're talking you and me, oh, it's a show, it's a game about zombies. It's a show about zombies. But like when it's used in that media, it's like turns me off. I don't know how to how else to go about that. I, I tell yeah, I tell you. What about you, M? I'm not sure if you were big into any zombie shows or TVs. Or uh, I I really enjoy Walking Dead and when it's fresh, new, and like oh, cool, you know the the zombies, the yep. walkers, whatever you call it. Yep. But then like year after year, you're like, oh my god, you're beating it. Dead horse with a stick. Like just yes. I'm done with it. Even like the main character, like he's like, I can't. I want to go back to my family after eight <laughs> years. <laughs> just, just kill me off or put me in a helicopter. I never went that far. I only watched until 
can I say it? Can I spoil it? I don't care. You can spoil Carl Walking died. Dead. I don't give a fuck about that show anymore. <laughs> and when like Negan was like a thing, Carl died. And I'm yeah. like, man, I'm done. Oh, that's but, right. Like, Carl died. I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't they see that. that. Yeah. No. But like for me, I, I'm quite the opposite. I kind of like the word zombie because I feel like they're trying to find other things to call them. I don't know. That's just me because maybe I'm, I don't watch too many zombie flicks thingies. So I can kind of see where you're going with that, but my perception is that the word zombie is like a universal. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows what a zombie is. Yes. 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 So when it's used in a show, Mm-hmm. Everybody in pop, everything in pop culture for us about zombies, everybody knows that a zombie's weak point is his head. Yeah. But then in movies and shows, people are like, oh, they're zombies. And then they don't take advantage of shooting it in the head because you're like, my perception is that the word zombie doesn't exist. This is a new kind of infection. Uh-huh. The, Resi- the Resident Evil games never existed in The Walking Dead. Yeah. The, uh, the movie... What's it called? Oh my goodness! The movie, days later? sure, twenty eight days later, okay. did not did not exist in the Walking Dead show. So that's why they don't know how I to deal that. with it. Okay. So they're like okay. they're learning on the fly about what a zombie is, but the zomb- the word zombie doesn't exist. So that's why they use Walker or infected. So when the word zombie is used in a show or in a game or in any kind of media, and they suck at dealing with it. My pers- it like turns me off because I'm subconsciously thinking like, if you know to call it a zombie, you should know how to overcome it easily. And okay. yet people are people are running and tripping on nothing on the ground and then getting eaten. It's like it's <laughs> it's like the worst thing for me. Like when people are running away from the bat, like Jason or like Michael Myers, all of those horror movies. Like the strat should be as long as you can see him and keep your distance, you should be good. Jason never runs. Jason Jason has it's never true. ran one time. It's like As one lo- of those. It's like one of those stupid Geico commercials where you just, you know, hide behind the chainsaw instead of the running car. <laughs> like really, yeah. like that's yeah. dumb. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. what you are. You know, yeah. it's it's interesting because there's been so many different takes on on, on zombie flicks and the zombie genre that <laughs> I prefer. So I don't know if you all do you all did you all ever see the movie The Crazies? Yes. I don't know if you, uh, with Tim, not, that, was, that, was a, that was a good movie. Yeah, that was a good. So, I, I thought that movie was cool. Yeah. So that's my top probably all time favorite zombie movie. It's not even really a zombie flick. It's more like 28 days later, right? Because they're not dead. They're just right. They're infected well, and, yeah. and they're crazy and they can infect you. Right. Zombies right. are dead. So I would say in the spiritual sense, the last of us is more. They're, of not, a, they're more they're zombies. Not, but, well, they're, they're not dead. I feel like the classical movies will have more zombies of the dead kind. And then people are, as as years go by, I feel like people are progressing at the idea of zombies where they're no longer dead. They're infected. Like in World War Z, I believe they're infected by something. Like right here, The Last of Us, they're infected with fungus and so on and so forth. So I feel like we're moving away from that typical dead voodoo yeah, because yeah, of a zombie sure. slow because they're it's more not scarier in, now. What's a, what's the movie with Will Smith? Oh my god, I'm blank. I am legend. I am legend. I am yes. and I am legend. They're not dead either because he yeah. cures one of yeah. them. In in the comic book, they um, actually are like intelligent. 
They're not actually like yeah. There's in the comic book, I believe it's the whole entire perspective of the zombie itself, mm. not the yeah. not the uh, I am legend person. Who is that? He is their legend. He's like there's a guy that comes in and like kills them or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Am I right? He's like the villain. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the villain. Yeah, and so even in 28 days later, 28 weeks later, even in that universe, they're not dead either. They're it's rabies. It's like a variant of rabies that afflicts yeah, humans that's right. in a different way, and so. But even in The Last of Us, they're not dead either. In The Last of Us, it's more akin to, what's it called? I don't know if you guys know, but this is kind of the way that I compare it, right? In Halo, the flood doesn't, when it infects a human or any sentient being, when it infects them, it doesn't kill them. It uses their body and takes control over their mind. And so there's a passage in a chapter in the first book called The Flood, or I, no, yeah, I think it's just the flood. I think that's the second book in the Halo series. There's a Marine that gets infected and there's a short snap of the book told from his perspective as he's infected. So he's fully conscious and viewing and watching and feeling remorse while the flood is making him like rip his friends apart and getting held down and they like snap his arm and he's fully conscious like he's fully conscious, like viscerally viewing and feeling everything. They break his arm. He feels it, but he can't do anything because the the flood infection is making him use it regardless of the fact that it's broken. And that's kind of what is happening in The Last of Us with the infection is taking over your consciousness and making you do things against your will. Eventually, it becomes so enveloping that you look distorted you're a distorted humanoid at uh, you become that at some point you lose your vision but there are certain aspects in the game that portray this so for example runners which is a variant a, a named variant of infected in the last of us sometimes they will sit still and just weep and cry and for a while people were like why do they do that it's because the consciousness of the person is alive and they're sad and they're crying because they're they have no control but the virus isn't actively using their body or their consciousness or their whatever so they just sit there and weep and cry and then until the player comes around and they get switched on by the cordyceps infection to go attack or run chase whatever it may be that the the, the infection is making them do in order to reach that ultimate goal which is to spread its infection as far and, and as wide as possible. Yeah, that is, I guess you're right then. It's not, they're not more, like I was saying, more towards a standard dead zombie. They're more more towards infected sort of like 28 days later or the like crazy. hijacked. Yeah, they're yeah just, there you go. Yeah, yeah, hijacked. That's a great word. I like, I like that phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, all right. So I want to get into this. This is something that I think I always joke around about, but it's so fucking true. How, did any of you cry? Oh, I almost from the, from the beginning. because yeah, we knew because we knew what was going to happen. Yeah. That's why we cried. Well, not not only that. I mean, it was more <laughs> like an emotional like. It was more emotional for me for the fact that like, how do I put this? I was happy that it was being presented in a way that I could I felt proud of, you know. And the minute that that opening theme started and the they show, so actually. As soon as the opening thing started, I started getting emotional. I was like, oh, this is going to be so good, right? <laughs> but 
the uh, the thing is that in the opening credit scene, that first spread of the spore, or not the spore, but of the 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 fungus as it spreads across the screen, that first spread of the fungus is a one for one shot from the opening of the game. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I noticed that it, this morning when I was yeah, playing it. And and then it transitions into the film, the show's uh, opening sequence. But that first spread is like a one for one cut of the game's opening sequence. Okay. The reason why I <laughs> asked that question is because, well, the first time I played The Last of Us, I didn't know idea what to expect. I'm just thinking, oh, it's going to be an action, you know, single player zombie game. And then it hits you with that. And I just was like, this was like probably 2016 when I first played it. And I just, I cried. I put the control down. I'm like, I can't fucking do this right now. I just can't. I never played it again. And later on, I did it. So I'm watching the show. And as soon as they show his daughter, I'm just like, you know, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, because, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what's going to happen. Yes. You know, but you know that, like, so I didn't know what's going to happen. But the way that they portrayed the family, like the, the slice of life, oh, dad, your shirt is backwards. You know, we'll fix it. <laughs> like she took care of him. She mm-hmm. needed him. I guess her mom died or something. And like the fact that he's losing his last, like, you know, like, like life, like hope that he just was kind of sad. I didn't tear up then. I'll tell you when I tear up. I'll tell you later on when I teared up. But well, like, yeah, that was like so sad. Like it, it hit a note for me because I also have a kid. I don't want to lose a kid. It's rough. And the acting. Yeah, we're, we're all parents amazing. here. Yeah, we're all parents. But yeah. So I have a daughter who's Same. nine. Okay. So you have a daughter too. Not saying that my, my feelings are di- like that much different, but I feel like it just hits a little different. It does. When, when you have a child. When you have a child and then you also have a daughter and you're watching someone else lose their daughter on screen or on TV. Like, like I remember, I mean, so I watched the episode originally. I, I cried and I kind of cried hard like i don't normally cry there's only a few times that i've cried on on tv shows like it was when i was a kid old yeller made me cry and then when i was older end of watch that one (laughs) so end of watch watch, that made me cry yeah absolutely then watching the ending yeah the ending of end of watch made me cry spoiler it's fucking sad then this made me cry and i cried pretty hard man like i was by myself i'm glad my girlfriend was i kind i cried kind of hard i was just like this is such a gut punch I watched it again last night. I cried again. Like I just was but like, the, and the, then, the crazy hey. thing about it is that what lends that emotional connection to the scene, not only in the game, but in the show, is that it is so violent. It's it's so you. When I first played the game, I was like, "Did they just fucking kill a kid like in front of me? Like this yeah. is different from like that's like a taboo." Oh, Exactly. Yeah. It's like they didn't kill a kid off screen. She didn't die off screen. Like you watched her. And then the way that he picks up, you know, her body is limp, lifeless at this point. And it seemed like it's really believable. And Pedro Pascal is he's one of the highest paid American actors in, in America right now. Like highest growth. Oh, he's actor he is in America top right tier. Now. And, oh, I and am for, so happy. And for and for good reason. For good reason. He auditioned and he had the part within 24 hours. And this is in between seasons two and three of The Mandalorian. He got permission to come on for The Last of Us. Yo, yo, Pedro Pascal's having a, a good decade. That's what right? I was saying, dude. I posted on Twitter because there's a, I don't know if you ever saw the Vanity Fair clip where he asked him, like, they put the, the lie detector test and they're like, who, something, who's a better daddy, you or somebody else? And he was like, <laughs> I don't, and it, basically he says, he was like, he says, Daddy's a state of mind. He's like, I'm your daddy. And then I posted a picture <laughs> of all four of it. He was in the narcos. He was was he's Mando. 
Last of Us. Um, and then what, what am I missing? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. He was he was in he was in um what's that other film he was in that was really good. He was one with the, Ben Affleck and Oscar the, Isaac. Yeah, yeah, he was the I pilot. That that movie I love that movie. Stupid. Really? That movie was so everybody. fuck. Okay, we could talk about that another time. But anyways, yes, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> Final Frontier. Yeah. Anyways, what I was saying is, I went and so I started playing. I have the remake. I have the remake on PS5. I started playing it this morning, and that fucking made me cry again. So I've cried like th- more times probably in the past four days, like week, in, yeah, <laughs> than I have in the past ten years. It was just like I'm like, holy fuck, man. I don't know. Like I just don't. It's not normal for me. Stuff. I do get emotional watching things, but it's just. It's. I'm just sitting here laughing. I like. You know, I'm done crying. I'm sitting there. I'm cracking up because I'm like, this is crazy. Of how I know what's coming. I've seen it before, and it still just gut punches you. And it's so jarring. Yeah. And I think that's how they hook you. I mean, the setup you. of it. This I feel like it's the setup of it. Like, like it's like I said, it was the whole entire family aspect of, you know, everything. And then when she does get shot, when she's laying there, he's trying to pick her up. She's like, No, it hurts. It hurts. And you're like, oh my mm. God. And mm. you're just like sitting there, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. But what can you do? You could just say, I know, I know, I know, but I gotta pick you up. And you're like, oh no, that's that's a little bit. I don't I feel like movies kind of don't show the uh, the full gory of being shot off the pain and there it was just raw like it actually really looked like she was in pain yeah it was was actually like don't don't touch me this hurts but like i have to it was was absolutely great performance from nico nico parker yeah who is fuck what's her name's daughter you know this I just was just had I keep every time I get ready to talk about somebody I, I drop their name. So her mother is Sandy Newton, mm. Westworld, Particles mm-hmm, of Riddick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you know. Ah, you know. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like watching. I was like, man, she looks really familiar. But anyway, it occurred to me until I saw like on social media who it was. So her mother is Sandy Newton. So she's got she comes from a line of pretty pretty talented talent pretty uh, pretty talented mother, right yeah. there. But yeah, that her performance that was just so good like i just man so we're kind of talking about the the actors right now so i guess we can tear into that do you want to tear into the to the actors and actresses of the show scared him a hole yeah. let's go all right so i have some i have some like minor fun facts about the the, the actors and actresses. gabriel luna do you all know what he was in before this most wasn't notably he, wasn't he in wasn't he in the the West Wing? I don't know if he was in the West Wing, but he was the Terminator in Dark Fate. In Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, okay. Remember? Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, right? Wow. I, it was Light killing switch. me. Uh, yes. It yeah. was killing me. And it took me a while to realize who it was. Now, Anna Torv, who plays Tess, you know what she she was in? I actually have kind of like a fun fact about her as well. No, go ahead. She was so she starred in Fringe, which was like sort of like an X Files E Fox show back in the day, yep. 2008, yep, yep, yep. 2013. She also voiced the character in Nariko. Is how you say Nariko from Heavenly Sword, another Sony game, might I add. So she did the voice of that character, and she was also in the show Mindhunter. She played the doctor. I don't know if you ever watched Mindhunter, which is a fantastic show. But she I also did not the, see. The I've not seen Mindhunter. In Mindhunter. And the only fun fact that I think I think everyone knows Bella Ramsey, she was in Game of Thrones. Of as course, Lady Mormont, right? Mormont, yeah. Mor- is that, yes. Did I say that Mormont? right? Okay. Yeah, Mormont. 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 Whatever. 
who was awesome. She had like oh, she had like five minutes of time, of screen time in that entire show, but she killed it in that five minutes or whatever. Everyone loved. Yeah, her, people so. were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, fuck yeah. And you know what about her? I thought she was younger. She was born in two thousand and three, so she's twenty. Oh. Wow, yeah. she looks young. She was, Good for her. She was nineteen at the time of filming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she looks like she's fourteen <laughs> on the show. And I was like, she's twenty. Yeah. Like, man, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking in my head, like, oh, they found the perfect young girl to cast on this show because she's gonna age and well, she, you know, Ellie she's, ages she's, into. She was chosen as out of hundred and five other actresses that tried to get the part. Oh, interesting. Do you know who else was in the running? No, I didn't have the. Com- I didn't look up the comprehensive list, uh, but I do know that uh, she was. There were 105 total actresses that submitted auditions and were queried for the part, and uh, Bella Ramsey eventually got it. Oh, and then so even though we haven't seen it, I'm kind of excited because Nick Offerman is in the show, and I'm a huge Parks and Rec fan. So I don't know if you got you all yeah. are yeah. fans of that show. Yeah. So I'm pumped to see him in this in this show. Yeah. Nick but. Offerman plays Bill, who is part of the second act of the game, but his role in the game is not that big. It's kind of short, kind of small role, but his character as a whole in the show is going to be a lot larger. That's what they're saying. I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I, th- I feel yeah. like that that makes sense for the TV show purposes. And Meryl Dandridge, who plays Marlene. Is the same mm-hmm. actress that played her yeah. in the game. Yep. That's why at first, at first I was like, when I heard her voice, I was like, and then I looked at her a little bit better and I was like, oh, that's Merle Danbridge. Like that's, that's, that's Marlene. That voice, <laughs> that's the voice. That is Marlene. Yeah. I think she's the only one that's in that uh, condition, like uh, not in that condition, but she's the only one that's in, that's doing that. She's the only person that is the voice actress or voice actor of the role that they're playing in the show. Yeah, I thought, I mean, when I, I heard her talk and I was just, it was killing me because I was like, you know, I see stuff and like I was saying like, who, I'm like, who are these people? They look so familiar. And it, I didn't look her up, but I was in a meeting with my, my boss and he, he doesn't play video games, but he watched the show. He's like, oh, did you know she was in the game too? I was like, oh my God, that's where I saw her from. She's in the yeah. game. I was like, oh, okay. Anyways, I thought that was really cool that the, she got yeah. to play that same character in the show. So, all right, I have something I want. Is there anything else about the actors? I mean, we all love Pedro Pascal. Like, do we really need to say more about Pedro? Like, I have such a huge. I texted you the other night. I was like, dude, I have a huge man man crush on Pedro Pascal. I this dude is amazing. I have a huge man crush on him too. <laughs> yeah, I just I love this dude. I I loved him from the moment he came on screen in Game of Thrones as Obeir. Like, I was like, I loved the character of Obeir, but. Mm-hmm. I just and then ever since then I was like this dude needs to do more stuff. But yeah, I've been I've been in love with Pedro. I have a, I have a huge man crush. I love Pedro. I would marry Pedro if I could. <clears throat> and I'm not gay either. Hey <laughs> Peter, him. tell us how you really feel, man. Come on. <laughs> I love Pedro Pascal. Like we got clipped at like post that somewhere. All right. Anything else about the the actors or actresses that we need to touch on or do you feel like we need to? No. Ah, we're good. Okay. So I want to touch on this a little bit. This can tie into the Halo TV series as well. So I had a conversation with somebody and they were complaining that it was too close to the game, the way it was depicted, right? 
Whereas, so I was thinking Halo was the complete opposite, mm-hmm. where it didn't really stick close to any of the source material. As far as I know, Josh really like ripped into it when we talked about it previously on the show. Yeah, it didn't. He it went didn't, on a rant. Yeah, throughout the throughout <laughs> and, the entire series, it's not. And you weren't wrong. You're right. They did. They, yeah. they definitely strayed from it. And so this is where I'm kind of curious what you all think about taking source material and doing it almost really close to it. So my take is. No one ever complains about being too close to a book. You look at Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, people loved them. And they were very they were they were pretty close to the source material as far as dialogue, scenes, story, right? It was very close. No one yeah. ever complains. You never hear anyone say, "Oh, it's too much like the book." No one ever says that. If you do, you're a fucking idiot anyway. But with the video game, we never really seen it done that way before. Like we saw Uncharted, which I really liked. I thought Uncharted was, like I said, was the best video game adaptation to TV. Even though it, it really didn't tie into the actual game story, they just had the characters and put them in an Uncharted-like adventure. So, what do you all think about the way The Last of Us was, stayed really close to the origin to the source material versus something like Halo well, or Uncharted? All right, Josh, I'll it, let you go. They did it for this first episode. So you think it's going to change? We don't know. I don't know if it's going to change. It mm. could. I mean, who's to say? You know what I mean? But I do know that it's... I know that writing for a game is a little more complex than writing for a book. Because in a book, there's pacing, right? In a game, the pacing is done by the player. So you could spend an hour getting between cutscenes where a story is developed. And in a show, you kind of have to cut that down to fit it into a, a, a big screen format, a television format. So for example, I know that there's not going to be, you know, a 45 minute to hour long. No. Uh, so time. Me... Well, hold on. I'm, I'm going to get there. Okay. There's not going to be these like extended periods where they're just like fighting infected and stuff like that. But what I am trying to say that there has to be more story development in terms of dialogue and conversation between characters and background. And I'm pretty sure there might be some more flashback kind of stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. As long as it stays true to the story that we all understand. Here's the thing, okay? The reason I think that it is important to stay close to source material when you are making a show about a game is because if the story is good, if the story is good enough to make the game popular, the story is good enough to draw in a viewership. There is no reason that you should have to cut or alter story or content in such a way just to bring in, oh, we want to bring new people to the franchise. This is what Halo struggled with. We want to bring new people to the Halo franchise. What's wrong with the story that it told originally? What there's there was nothing wrong with that story. It's riveting. It's enticing. It's it's it makes you ask ask yourself difficult questions about uh, morality and sacrifice and duty. And when Mm. Halo did the show, duty. You don't (laughs) shut up. Sorry, shut up. Oh my god, you got there first. When the when the show came out for Halo, the first ten minutes, I was like, okay, we're getting a taste of what the Spartans can do. Cool, that's fine. But then. Eventually, it became so muddled with with crap, with the 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 halo. The, the Master Chief is chosen, and they show his face, 
with it. Like on the first episode, I almost, I was like freaking out, but I know I was there when you freaked out. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You were there. <laughs> I recorded, we recorded it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but they changed everything about the, the lore and the story that people understand. And you have to understand that. Let's say, for example, you're trying to make an adaptation, right? From a game to a show. And you're like, oh, we want to bring in new viewers. Would you not like to have the viewership from the game fans on top of viewership from people that are being introduced to this kind of lore? If you make a show and you're just like, we want to bring in new viewers, we're going to change everything to, to, to tailor it to new viewership. Then that's the only viewership you're going to get are these new people. You're cutting off the the fans, the true fans of the of the series before. Nobody's ever been like, I would hate to see that on screen. The only reason we say that is because when they fucking do it, it sucks. The I I loved every minute of the first episode of The Last of Us. Every single moment, well, except for one, ex- every single minute in this show, I was like, yes, that, like that. All of that. And the changes, there More, are please. changes. <laughs> there are changes from the game, but they're so well done and so subtle that they're not game breaking. Yeah. For example, in the scene where their car gets hit by a piece of uh, debris from the plane crash, that's not what happens in the game. In the game, you get hit by a car and they get hit by a car, which they alluded to. We all saw it coming, but the car yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. hit them. The and then on the car them. did hit them after the game, the uh, plane crash. But yeah, I feel like the plane crash was a lot more visually stunning than just a car crashing into you. I totally okay with the airplane uh, crash. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> yeah. If you, what, if you follow along, if you follow along the scene where they drive, they're driving away from the house. If you follow it with the game, it's almost a one-to-one imitation from flipped. like the perspectives. But it's flipped. It's, yeah. it's flipped. Yeah, you feel they like crazy. they go the left game. instead of right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you feel like you're playing a game, like it's a first-person view or something, and um, it just feels like you're controlling a character. And you sometimes, you know, in the game, you're basically sitting there, and as the story progresses, you can't really do anything. You just have to watch it. It felt like that. It felt like you're watching a game instead of a, a TV show or a movie, which was kind of cool. So, and what and, what are your thoughts about? So there's a reason why I'm asking this question is because I, for the longest time, said no one wants to see the same shit again on TV that we already played, right? I used to say that a lot. That's not and, true. And when I saw this, it's sort of, I mean, when I saw this, it was like perfection to me. It was fine. I was like, yes, they're doing what we've seen before, but they made enough subtle differences where it doesn't break the story or what we know about Correct. the story. And it was just like a perfect meld of subtle differences and sticking to the to the to the source material. So what are your thoughts about, you know, people because I video game adaptations I think are the toughest to do on TV or movies because you have a huge fan base already and you're trying to present it to another fan base who have don't have no idea about this. And so you gotta kinda like juggle this and then you have people that are gonna come. So what are your thoughts about Sticking to the source material very closely like The Last of Us does or kind of straying away to something. I don't know if you saw Uncharted or or if you like, uh, with Halo like Josh talked about. For I totally agree with you guys. Um, there's nothing wrong with keeping true to the lore, to whatever is already portrayed in the game. I mean, there there's a fan source for a reason, right? So why would you change that if 
if it works, if it works for a video game, and video games nowadays are really high production. They're basically like watching movies. You get like Twitch, where basically you get a group of people just watching somebody play a game. Um, why wouldn't that work in a different um Medium, different con- yeah. Yeah, di- thank you different medium yes if it if it worked on the video game it worked on tv why why change it sure if you might do it to a book where a book is a little bit more in, uh, complex intense it's a little more in a book but you can't basically put somebody's thoughts too much into a tv show but for a video game i feel like it, that could be one-to-one ratio for me i was perfectly happy i never played a game like i said but whatever i saw on the TV screen translated so well that I don't feel like they needed to change much for me to be entertained, for me to be outside of that little niche of people that, you know, are like, oh my God, this game is amazing. And now I'm be- I could be like, oh my God, this TV show is amazing. It works. Yeah, I, I think, I agree with you. Everything you said, I agree. And this is like the most like un- uneventful podcast because we're not arguing about anything. I completely agree <laughs> with you on that. But, but I liked like what Uncharted did, you know, like Uncharted took the spirit. I felt like they took the spirit of the characters, gave us an Uncharted story and it was just, but it was very, it was so different than the actual game. Like Tom yeah, Holland, all, all the games. Yeah. All the games. I mean, Tom Holland doesn't remind me of Drake at all, but I think he did. A, no. I think he did a fantastic job on the, on the movie and sort of met the spirit of the character. And Sully, like I everyone think, was pissed about, like the mustache, like that was like the huge, like the the largest issue with that movie. People had was Sully doesn't have a mustache. Like you can't tell me there's a point in Sully's fucking life where he didn't have a mustache. Like he was born with it, right? Exactly. <laughs> so I I like I, I'm a little bit more open minded when it comes to things. But as Josh and I talked previously about the Halo series, they just didn't stick. I think to the spirit of the characters and the lore. Like I remember Josh, you were bitching about one of the doctors, doctor, what's her name? Um, Halsey. Um, yeah. You were complaining about her. Cause she like, she would never do that. And I was like, eh, I don't know. That doesn't bother me. But then I think, you know, I thought about it months later. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. That kind of pissed me off too. If I had, I didn't have a vested interest in Halo like Josh did. Josh, just like Josh's baby. Right. You know, and he's watching yeah. it. dismembered and ripped it apart and put it back together again. And it was not the same. And so, I, they put the feet where the hands go. <laughs> they put the feet where the hands go. Halo was baby feet hands misplaced. Yeah, but Shit. I I kind of like when people have free reign and can can do it. But this has worked really well. It's an interesting topic to me because I feel like you can take something completely, change it the sort from the source material, but stay stick to the spirit of it, and it'll work. Which I guess is like like I said, Uncharted is my best. Mortal Kombat, the movie. Everyone who was a kid and was a fan of the video game of the video game loved mortal Kombat. no one no one i knew disliked mortal Kombat. that was a fan of the video game when we were kids and it was very yeah. different from this you're talking, I mean, about, the, you're st- talking about the old the old mortal Kombat. the or original you know not this one that one was trash bro the original yeah. one that came out in like 1995 i think it was it met the spirit it, it stuck close enough to the source material but it also met the spirit all the characters had like no, they met the spirit of the characters and, and who they really were. Like Johnny Cage was cocky, Sonya Blade was. And it it, yeah. it maintained that cheese. Yeah, it was enough it cheese, and it wasn't too bad. <laughs> the cheese, it kept the, the cheese, cheese from the game. The game's cheese, because the Mortal Kombat is cheesy as fuck. It's it violent is. and bloody, but at the end of the day, it's cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, in The Last of Us, um, 
I feel they were a little bit touching on the cheese when they're in the car because it did really feel like Gamer was giving like a, um, a fan lip service type of a thing. Like we're in a car in a video game. It was, it was, it was really close to that. But on the end of the the whole entire clip, I was like, yeah, you know what? That was good. I like it. I well, like it. You talk, you're talking about when you're seeing from Sarah's perspective yes, in the car. Yes. I right. think that. Even if that wasn't, if the game had never existed and this was just a show called The Last of Us, I personally would think that that scene is like gold in terms of cinematography because they're in a moving vehicle and it's a smooth, the, mm-hmm. the camera's smooth the whole time. It doesn't feel like someone's holding a camera and like moving with it. It's like a smooth look the way that you perceive from your eyes. So I thought I thought it was beautifully done. I don't no, know. Don't get me wrong. I liked it and everything. And like as yeah. a cinematography, yes. But knowing that it's from a game, uh, it's kind of, it kind of kind of felt like that first perspective hmm. shooter type of thing. Like, um, I mean, uh, it, was better than, it was better than Doom. Yes. <laughs> Doom was bad. Oof. Like but the yeah. Doom. Oh, the with the rock. The one with the rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about that one right now. I don't want to talk. It's only we're only happy thoughts right now. We're we're happy with the last yeah, of us. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that scene up because I thought about man. I was imagining how how difficult that scene must have been to shoot because of all you have all the people running and you're driving yeah. around them. And I was just thinking like, man, how do they coordinate? I'm like, I'm really interested in how they coordinated that and how they shot that and chore- choreographed that because that's dangerous like people can get hurt when you're doing things yeah. like that it was just, but it was so cool to see and i thought it was like a one shot like i'm a i have a hard on for one shots you know like when you can just yeah. like mm-hmm. when they do like 1917 did it even though it wasn't truly one shot but children of men did it and Game of been, Thrones did it on uh yes North. that was amazing yes, yes. Though, though I lo- and I thought I was, but I, I, it wasn't. They cut a couple times, but I thought that was going to be a- It was pretty close. They did some long scenes. Did they, like, did they actually cut on the wall? It, no, not one. the wall. I'm talking about in the car scene, in the truck scene when they're oh, driving. When they're, okay, yeah, when they bad. pull up and they back up. I think they do like one cut, but still, it's a longer cut when they're shooting. And I'm just thinking like, man, this was dangerous. And this, I, I just really, it's just really well done. And it made everything me think had about, to be, everything had to be perfect. Yeah, and then like right up before like the plane crashes. So, but that plane crash was, man, that was so so good. I want. I was. I always wonder. So, I really want to get. I really would like to get a professional on here that would that would know what would happen if some event like this took place. Is that like is that fairly accurate? Would the army just show up and? You know, where they just shoot innocent people, like all those things that happen. I'm always curious. And like, is that? Accurate? I mean, I, I, I believe it. Yeah, I believe if, that. If like, it's a, if it's a, if it's a threat level like that, like I believe that that's totally possible. Like you the crazies, whatever, you do whatever you can to contain it. Shit, what happened in the, the blob? They were just, yeah. they were ready to just to, to absolutely demolish the whole fucking town. Dude, they like, wanted to save it. What are you talking about in the nah, blob? They wanted nah. to save it, remember? I'm thinking of the yeah, crazies. But the, yeah, but the, but they didn't. But they weren't going to let anybody leave. They wanted to quarantine the whole town. That's true. But I was thinking like the crazies when they blow it up. I don't know. What do you think, Em? Yeah, I, I feel like I, I would believe it. I believe that was a, a very realistic depiction of chaos happening. Yeah. Actually, you want to know a fun fact about the soldiers? Go on. In, in the show. Well, not the soldiers. The soldier. The soldier that shoots... Pedro Pascal and Sarah. That is Craig Mazin. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. So so now I have to find Craig Mazin and hurt him because he shot. Me. 
Do you all I'm watch? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, he... Craig. I love you. If you hear this? <laughs> Do you all watch Mythic Quest? Any of you? No. It's so funny because I didn't realize who he was until I saw his photo. He plays like this, like super asshole, sexist, misogynist, like game tester on the sh- on that show, uh, and it's real. It's fucking hilarious. And I saw his picture. I was like, oh. Damn, that's Craig Mason. It's just funny to me. Like he's super. Like this dude is like incredibly talented, and like he's not just some like dickhead actor. Like, play, you know, like he's. It was just kind of funny, like to see who it was, and I didn't realize that until I saw his picture. I but, mean, yeah. it, I mean, Craig Mason has been a fan of the game for since it's in, since it came out. I mean, he's played the games multiple times and sourced through them, so he he's familiar with the source material. He didn't do like what Halo did, where they're like, "We have all this source material, we're just gonna not use it," like. Take and it, I burn think, it, throw it in a garbage can. <laughs> yeah, they think, I think he did the right thing by like approaching uh, Neil Druckmann and asking him, hey, like, I'm trying to do this. Obviously, I would love to have you help me co-write it for the te- for television. I think that that was an, uh, a, a plus one move. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do if I was going to write, mm-hmm. if I was going to do any video game ad- adaptation, I would bring on the people and then work with them. I mean... I, I feel like Neil Druckmann is a very talented person and very like great at what he does. I mean, from what I understood, he wrote the story. Like it's his story yeah. for yeah. the most part. I, I want to give credit to the director he of the wrote, game. He wrote it, but he co-directed. Yeah, yeah. Because there was some debate about. Okay, so Bruce Straley was the game director of The Last of Us, the game, the first one, and then he came out. He later came out and said that there should be unions or something because he didn't get any credit for the TV show. So I'm not sure how much role he mm. played in that. And so that's why I'm trying to like, I always feel like there, cause you, you ever hear the story of Thomas Edison who didn't, he never really created a light bulb. He just took someone else's idea and was better at presenting Say, it. What? Did you never heard that with the story? M? Yeah, I've heard. No, I yeah. have not. No. Yeah. So there, I don't know the, the specifics, but the story basically goes that he didn't actually create the light bulb or the filament whatever it's that can be conducted and create light it was somebody else he just stole it and was able to bring it to like market faster than anyone than he could and so he he's now known as thomas edison and if you actually go back and I, read stuff about him he's kind of a dick so whatever i i don't know yeah. how i'm gonna sleep at night now yeah. <laughs> just don't use every time anymore. i see a light bulb you you <laughs> so that's how i kind of i go i always like yeah. feel a little worried about stuff like this and not giving enough people credit, but Josh, so, so out, of, s- out of the, out of the gate, the show is financially well off. I mean, even before uh completion of, of, of filming the production mm. budget for each episode is between 10 and 15 million. Um, that's per episode. That's like, I remember back when game of Thrones, I forget which season where they announced that they were averaging $10 million per episode after a certain season, I was like, that is so much It was like the last money. two seasons they really shot yeah. up. Especially yeah, the last like, season because they were longer. Yeah, I was like, that is so much money for an episode of a TV show. And then now we have shows that rings of power, a billion yeah. dollars for the whole series. That's but- insane. And then you have this that is already at that like height or peak budget Game of Thrones, it's already like that in its first season. I feel like people are really investing their time and their money and their efforts into this, and I'm here for it. As long as they don't fuck it up. It's like inflation. <laughs> I'm kidding. 
no yeah the the budget of it is pretty amazing um but i i like you can have a budget like rings of power but doesn't size it doesn't matter about the size it's how you use it you know yeah so hopefully they won't screw this up you sound like me whenever I meet a new girl. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> about the size. So no. So then, but um, another interesting feat that I think was that you have this huge viewership on day one. Four point seven million viewers on the first night, on the release night. Number two. And then by the, I, by number the next two, day. Yeah. Uh, mm. Number two. The I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. It was, it was number two. Number one. No, highest rated show on that was Game of Thrones, the House of the Dragon. I'm sorry, I just want to throw that out there. <clears throat> no, I believe you. And then by the second day, they had passed 10 million views on the show. So uh, that's impressive for like an opening day or opening weekend, opening whatever. Hey, um, if my boss is watching that show, he loves TV, but he doesn't know anything about video games. They're doing something right because yeah. he doesn't know anything about video games <laughs> the- at all. The really funny thing is before I watched it, before it came out on Sunday, I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. It was at 98%. And then two days later, when I was talking about it to one of my friends, it was at 99%. I was like, wow, that like almost never happens where Rotten Tomato yeah. has to change the score. Like they're doing something right. So in the beginning, I believe like the viewers, the, vi- the video game viewers were like, yeah, this is awesome. And then the rest of everybody came out, you know, like this is really amazing. Like the non-video game. Uh, people i'm curious to know what the rating is for fans versus critics because this usually can be a pretty big divide as we've seen in the past so okay i I know that i know that i know that this is like super it pisses me off but a lot of people really don't like bella ramsey's casting they can go kiss my ass i love so you know you know what this is kind of like a hot take I don't actually, it's not a hot take. It's 100% what the fuck, right? P- there are people that are uh, online that are saying that they don't like Bella Ramsey's casting because she's not attractive enough to portray Ellie. And that upsets me because it makes me think like, but Ellie's 14. <laughs> There's something wrong right there. She's portraying a child and you're complaining that she's not attractive enough? Like you have something wrong with you. You know what I mean? People say, oh, she looks disfigured. I'm like, will you calm? It's leave her alone. She's doing she, the, what the most important thing is that she did justice to the character. Yes. Yeah, it was Ellie went to a T like when you watch, when yeah, you watch her talk and the way she acts, that's Ellie. Yeah. That's what we know. hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I just looked it up. Last of Us is a 95% average audience score, which is ex- extremely high, and also a critic score of 99%. So I just looked it up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Critic score is higher than the uh, defense. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. it's very... <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes is funny to me. And I, I have an issue about ratings on stuff like that because you, you, the studios can literally pay people to... I don't know if they do this, but they could just pay a company to put reviews on them you know what i mean it's never happened before as far as i know but i feel like those things and then you could have people that have biases or like agendas people that may not like because ellie this is not really a spoiler but she's gay right that's not really a spoiler so ellie oh yeah she's mine i'm kidding (laughs) 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 suckers ellie is gay so i think 
that was one of the reasons why actually what happened with the last of us Two release a lot of people were, were like oh it's woke bullshit you know and they were like they review bombed it and they were like trashing it and i think wasn't there a problem with that in the last of us Two that really like buff chick didn't people have issues with her too or something i thought there was like a lot of like controversy around that character but anyways nothing um, like that can happen That's i don't want to spoil i don't want to spoil it but there is a story driven reason as to why nobody fucking likes um abby who is the character that you're okay gotcha. to and well, it was so bad it was so bad it was so bad actually that uh laura bailey who voices abby received hundreds of death threats that's through oh the mail my God, these through, people. like through, through physical mail through email she got she had people calling her phone like blowing up her blowing her up on twitter laura <laughs> bailey if you she's a she has done voice acting in anime and video mm -hmm, games mm -hmm. and cartoons for years and she's a prominent uh uh personality on critical role which is a dungeons and dragons television not television but youtube show and um she's in she's such a nice person she's very talented she cares and lends credence to every role that she plays she takes it very seriously and to put so much effort into Abby's character, who I don't mind. I like Abby's character. It's just, I understand why people don't because of reasons that I will not divulge due to spoilers. And I know that you haven't played the games, Peter, and you plan to. Um, but people uh, did not like Abby. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's not like I don't understand. You can dislike a character, like but you, you can dislike, but yeah. But like going, going and like actor, looking. Yeah, going yeah, and like, like writing, sorry, going and writing a letter, like a hateful letter, I'm going to go and destroy you. It's just like, really, guys, come on, like, get a get a hobby, go outside, touch grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That, I, that same thing with Michelle Tran, right? Isn't that her name from Star Wars? She... Oh, it's, it happens in every show almost. Yeah. Game of Thrones, um, I believe. Um, what is that old TV movie? Uh, Wizard of Oz, the witch. She's oh, like the really? nicest, the nicest actress ever, the nicest person. She'll give you her heart. But like kids were just like, I'm so afraid of her. And parents like, she's a awful witch. I'm like, really, guys? Come on. And they would like hate the actual actress. And she yeah. had to like but go on like late night show, be like, look, I'm I'm human and I'm good. At the same time, it's weird when it comes to things like that. Like when you portray a character so well. Yeah that you get people to hate you as a person, not as just the character, but like they hate you as a person. Obviously that sucks, but simultaneously, good you job. Did, good job, you did something good. I think me. that happened <laughs> with the character, the actress who played Skylar in Breaking Bad, because she was such... Oh, uh, yeah. Such, uh, I always use the B word, I don't want to say it because it sounds sexist, but she was, she was a character in that show, man. She was... Yeah. She was a character, and I think she, some people like disliked her as a person because of her portrayal. And she just did such a fantastic job of sort of being like this. I want to say she wasn't a horrible person. She was just very strong. Even what's her name from the Ozark that played his wife? I forgot her name. I don't remember her name. No, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she. I, don't I think she even people right like now, but... she had a lot of similarities to Skylar, and it was just really interesting that people really will put these real real life actors to their characters like it's it's so dumb that's sad and it's sad to hear didn't, i didn't didn't like um from game of thrones the actor joffrey 
whoever yes. the actor's name is. And he like, I'm quitting because this is horrible. <laughs> the yes. anyway, he's like so good. He was so good at what he did. Yeah. Such a he, shame. Yeah, he got a lot of hate and yeah. I believe I don't know if he got death threats. I just remember there was a lot of controversy. Oh, it was he, awful. He was getting mostly like more like bullying stuff on social media. And but yeah, it's sad because he's, he's such a nice kid too. Like he's he was the sweetest kid yeah. ever. Yeah, it's it was crazy to see him play as Joffrey because he was so horrible. It's good. All right. My name is Skylar White. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I only have a few other things to talk about, and then we can close it up. I know we've talked about a lot of things, not technically about the episode. So I want to talk about. So I brought up the crazies. I just want to talk about some of the horror aspects that I loved from this episode because there wasn't a lot. There wasn't really a lot of action that happened, right? It's a lot of setup in the beginning. Yeah. But there's a lot, a lot of stuff. So, yeah. The reason why they just show the movement. So the movement of the zombies in the beginning when they're running were fucking creepy as hell, dude. It was so creepy. The way he like pokes his head up and that oh, old. That, that stunt, <laughs> that stunt man, that stunt actor that threw himself through that diner. Yeah. That man needs a raise. Yeah, pay that man his money. <laughs> pay he that man threw his, money. his body everywhere. He didn't give a shit about how he, you know, so they rented. So during the filming period of that opening sequence where the people are running, that that was a four day, a filming period of four days. They spent almost $400,000 mm. just in those four days of filming. And one of them was paying for repairs to that diner because they, they fucked it up, dude. That poor, poor diner. They Ooh. had to pay to they had to pay to bust the window out when the people poured out of the the diner, and the the people poured out and they I bust the window. Movie the theater that they poured out. No, it's a diner. Oh. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's a diner. Nice. Shit, I don't know. I'll watch <laughs> it again. Movie theater. But yeah, but everything just for that scene costs like I think it's like three hundred ninety eight thousand something like that. But well, it's a lot of money for four days of filming. So now mm-hmm. it really lends credence to the whole ten to fifteen million dollars per episode. Hey, you know who I think needs to get paid is that old lady. That old lady needs to get fucking paid, in my opinion. Yeah, one hundred percent. That was the creepiest shit I've seen in a long time, man. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. not a long time, but it was so good. It was such good I horror. Really, I really like the direction that they're going in by taking out spores. So I don't know if you know this, but there's not going to be any spores in the show. Yeah, the director already came out and they interviewed him. Yeah, and, and he talked about what's it. What's a spore? So in the, in the game, spores are like small particles of the fungus that, okay. are in, that are in the air. And that there's a certain, it lends, the reason they use it and it makes sense is because in the game, they have, there are certain parts of it where you have to use a gas mask and you have to maneuver and be quiet and be a little more careful because there's a higher presence of infected in the okay. area. But in the in real life, spores would go everywhere. This is yeah. the and it makes sense too the way he explains it. It's good for the game. It doesn't make sense for the show because then everybody would have to wear a gas mask everywhere. Um, so I like that. I don't mind that change at all. Um, what I did like and i thought it was super super creepy just like you said is the way that the 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 infection is transferred through fungal tendrils that come out okay. of the mouth oh that's a good that, that was so good that's so creative i was gonna ask I, that 
I couldn't tell. So I couldn't tell. I hit on me. I couldn't tell if that was like her ripping flesh, and it's like, but it was like moving, and I couldn't tell. And there's some, some no. clips. And uh, I couldn't. Yeah, for me, I, I the first watch through, I thought that was just her eating hair. And then as I uh, watched it, I was like, oh, yeah. which I was watching no. on a bigger TV. I was like, oh, those are tentacles. Yeah. So that's cool. That's that's the fungus. Yeah. Okay. That makes, and that does make, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that better. I was, I was questioning that. And so the whole the whole thing is the fans are saying that that's why they, in the beginning, they don't eat flour. They think it's contaminated flour, right? Because they don't, she doesn't make pancakes. This is not my theory. This came from Reddit. Someone's, it's been going through social media. Oh, no, no, that is founded. So if you listen to the news report, there are four, I think, four instances in the show where Sarah and Joel could have been infected because they miss out on pancakes, which mm-hmm. takes which takes flour because they don't have any. They skip the biscuits because they're doing a low carbohydrate diet, the Atkins diet. <laughs> I thought he was joking when he said that. Joking excuse, I don't want to hang out with you. I thought he was joking. Diet. I mean, yeah. the Atkins diet. The Atkins diet is low carb. Yes, but it's and like it's safe, you, you don't you don't cut out carbs altogether, which is why they're going to have pancakes. Also, it's his birthday. They might have been like, let's cheat no a little cake. bit. It's your birthday. Cool. So no cake, no biscuits. She doesn't eat any of the cookies, at least not on screen. Which because they're raisin. She, her huh. face. she says raisin. Are, she kind of looks disappointed. Yeah, because because yeah, exactly. Now, if you listen to the news, they say that we're having a lot of unrest in Jakarta. It's like really, really bad. They're saying that people are mm. evacuating the city, all of this stuff. So I read a little bit about it. I like looked into it. I didn't know anything about Jakarta. Jakarta, the city of Jakarta handles all of the exports for Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And it's number one, one of its highest exports is flour or wheat. And it is the second highest exporting country of wheat in the world at 12%. Then it was China's number one at 17. Jakarta is number two at 12. And then Russia is three at like, I think like nine or 11%, some, somewhere around there. Also, oh, Ukraine so, is pretty big too up there. They were. Yeah. And yeah. so Jakarta, they're saying that. I mean, it makes sense mm. for contaminated flour from one of the biggest exporters in the world. Literally, their flour is everywhere. Their product is everywhere. And it really explains how the, 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 the infection mutates and changes as it's traveling across the globe and it infects people. And people don't know. You don't know until it's too late if it's something that you've eaten. Oh, that's interesting. See, I didn't get that from the show at all because um, it just starts to happen. It's like typical where a city dwelling will always get infected first. So they kind of had that explanation. It's like, oh, yeah, the old lady used to go to the hospital in the city thing. That's where she got, you know. So, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I have not considered yeah. the yeah, I didn't. Thing. Did you I get that from the either. show? Or, yeah, did you get that from the show? Or did you get it from? Um, so I got the, the I got the pancakes thing from like a some guy on social media had yeah. said something okay. about it and then i and then i read a little bit about about it about the show and i watched it over again and i was like that's right but then oh, yeah. i noticed i noticed on the news thing i really wanted to hear what it said because they they kind of pointed it out she was like where's jakarta the middle east and she, that's when she like why are they having this conversation unless it was important so then i did a little bit of research on jakarta and i found out that it's one of the big, the one of the world's biggest exporters of wheat, which is in pa- wheat makes flour, flour and pancakes, flour and biscuits, flour and cookies, flour and cake, 
and they didn't have any of it. They missed out on flour four four times that day, <laughs> and every single time has saved their life. You know, that's yeah. interesting. At least, yeah. at least that's what my perception of it is. That's my conclusion. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't pick I think it it's up. It's a either. cool. I think yeah. it's a cool, realistic explanation for how the virus spread. That virus. It, well, infection and how the infection spread and how uh, susceptible because wheat is uh, one of the most susceptible f- grains to f- fungus in the world. It has om- almost like thirty different strains of fungal infection that it can, or fungal disease that it can get that it can get from uh, rust wheat and um, mildew, all that kind of Don't stuff. Don't eat moldy bread. But yeah. so you, yeah, exactly. And bread molds very easily. It's mm-hmm. one of the very it's one of the yeah. highest like content of mold accumulation uh food in uh, that we, that we can But you do get it from person to person, right? Yes, they do okay. transfer person to person. You, you, know, you the, don't have to have the flour, but the flour is basically where it started. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And okay. the same thing in the game too, because that's where the whole thing is like in the beginning of the show, which is also heavy as fuck with that little kid. And then yeah. they they scan like I actually watched it again. I didn't notice it. This is kind of subtle. When they scan him, he, the guy kind of turns and shows the chick. Shows yeah, and it's red. That's what. So that actually made me cry. That, that right yeah, there. yeah, I bet. The, yeah, I the, can see that. The, the, the sorry, I'm mean, totally interrupting you, but no, like, no, no, um, go ahead. Uh, just the fact that they've been doing this for 20 years and it's still hard. You can still kind of see her suppressing the tears, you know, back. But yep. she kind of turned on the switch, like, okay, let me make him feel better about his very last moments of life. And like, so we're going to make you feel good and so on and so forth. But she knows that they're euthanizing him. And it's yeah. just like, oh man, that sucks. And then that they, made me cry. And then they I'm glad, I'm glad that the... they don't, I'm glad that they didn't, the, his reaction, they didn't show his reaction to the injection no. because yeah. the, when they inject in the game, yeah. when you get injected, it's very violent. Like the person mm. seizes Convulse, and, yeah. and convulses and stuff. So it's a lot more, I'm glad that they didn't portray that. But still, because that, they, that would have been it, it is rough to watch, but it would have been harder. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. already watched one kid die on screen. I don't need to watch I'll, another one. Why why did why they have to do that right right back to back, man? They, they, that's kind of fucked up, man. Like, come on. Yeah. But um, all right, I don't we're running up here on time. So were there I have one question I want to ask, and then we'll do our final thoughts. What was there anything you didn't like that oh, you yeah. saw? Just yeah. one thing. Uh, M, go you go first. It's so it's so menial too. It's not even serious. Everything about the oh. show except this one. What is, thing, right? It would that be that's a total Josh thing right there. Something yeah. so dumb Something. that you just go off on. It is dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> you're gonna think it's dumb too. You're gonna you're gonna be like Josh. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. All so right. me as a totally oblivious person that has not really played the game, I watched the gameplay a little bit. I loved it. I loved almost everything. The only grape I would have was a thing in the car scene where almost was cheesy, but they seemed to read it back. Like okay. I'll, I'll let it pass. Okay. But other than that, good. I like it. I'm happy. Give me more. So this is more about like costume design. Mm. So the Fedra soldiers, uh, the Federal Relief, I forget what the A stands for. Um, they their gear looks old and dilapidated and worn and has burn marks on it. But the soldier that Joel interacts with and sells drugs to for ration cards, the hydros, um, the hydrocodones, um, his PC, man, 
his PC looks brand new. The way that it's sitting on his head, it looks like they took it out of the package, put some burn marks on it with a lighter or like a hot torch or something, and then just put it on his head. Okay. Hopefully somebody that is in costume design hears what I'm about to say. Give it a roll. Roll it one time. And think of, think of it this way, right? When it's protruding off of the sides of your head and you have like those gaps between your forehead or the, your temples and the material of the hat. <laughs> this is so stupid. I know you have those gaps between the hat and your head. That's because it hasn't formed to your head. But if he has burn marks on it already and he's been wearing this gear for so long, you would think that it has molded to the shape of his head by then because that's what eventually happens when you see it all the time with the privates that i train so the privates they get their pcs and they all look flat and brand new and crisp and then over time the bill of the hat starts to relax and set and sag a little bit and form to the per to the wearer's head i just that was a little detail that was just it's such a subtle detail but it was immersion breaking for me it made the character it made the character annoying to me he was annoying even without it even without me knowing this he's like oh, yeah. this i mean i agree i know i know that i know that he died but it was a. Uh, it was he was a little it made him annoying that's that's that really funny that that's a total you thing to complain about and yeah i yeah. can see it now which i i'm seeing it in my head now because yeah this shit was super clean that's that's super funny to me but Obviously, that doesn't really it's, bother It's like me. the smallest thing, but I'll be like, thanks from now on. I'm going to be looking at their hats. Yeah. <laughs> see yeah. if they're molded to their heads. Thanks, okay. Josh. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Honestly, for me, I didn't have, I have zero complaints. Like, I, it's so good. It's just so well done. It just sets it up yeah. beautifully. It's like damn near perfect. And it's very hard to say about TV shows or anything media related it's yeah just I, th- I don't have other than the, what i just said which is like literally just a costume inconsistency um but the rest of the I changes d- that happen you guys are okay with it like oh yeah oh, yeah 100 for how they from how they found out about how she's infected and uh how how that whole exchange goes down instead of two guards it's one yeah oh, you know okay. and L- i was kind of weirded out by Ellie's reaction to Joel beating the ever living brakes off of that guard. Like she looks like she's yeah. kind of smiling a little bit. Yeah. But she, she kind of looked creepy there with the light yeah. and the light behind her. She kind of mm-hmm. like but, slings into the shot. You're like, what? Yeah. Like, but oh, Ma- okay. Mason, Mason said that he feels like Ellie's character would be drawn to that kind of behavior that mm-hmm. someone would go through to such lengths to protect her. And so I can kind of see where he's going when he said it like that. Yeah. But the first time I saw it, I was like, that's a little weird that she's like, it's a little, little sadistic there, uh, Ellie, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I know she, she has an attitude, but at the end of the day, Ellie does have, you know, a good heart. Yeah. I think in, in, in the games, you know, I, I do believe it's a doggy dog world. You yeah. know, if you are born after the, the whole entire society fall, like even even uh what was it Trista says it that's right yeah she's like you know those young people they don't really think about it they just you know start throwing punches or whatever her quote was so oh, yeah, even yeah, yeah, like yeah, with Ellie right. I feel like I feel like she's gonna be a little bit more animalistic more um well, driven. she's pretty brutal in The Last of Us too from what I've seen yeah. so 
She definitely has it in in her. So if they if they I stick, mean even even I mean even in part one. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Even you'll in get, part you'll, one, you, you'll yeah. get there, Peter. You'll get there. Now I've seen her kill some fuck fuckers in that game. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, that's interesting, you brought that up because I was thinking that too. But my my take was that she's just like she's almost like impressed by it and yeah, almost in exactly a, yeah, sort of like infatuated. Like holy fuck, like damn you know like not because she does when marlene is like i know what you two are capable of and she questions like, yeah. It's like oh, yeah. yeah what are what are they capable of well you just got a taste yeah exactly so she of. and i love that scene because it's it's perfect i mean it's i want to say cliche but it's like perfect because it sets up just like what he remembered with his daughter and he's just like yeah, like that fuck this if yeah. you're gonna shoot me and kill me we're going down you're not you're not doing yeah. this today. Like and it's just like, oh, and it's just I'm not like, gonna let I'm not gonna let this happen to me again. Yeah. And the way they f- flashes to that, it's just yeah, not real. I love like it. That. It's just like he had like PTSD and like kicks anyway. Yeah, like, like survivor yeah. mode. Yeah. Let's go. He just goes berserk. And it's just he like, lived for twenty years for a reason. He ain't no pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So yeah. all right. That being said, let's uh let's wrap this up. Let's give our like minute, two minute final thoughts and then we'll say our goodbyes for this week so em i'll let you go first since it's the first episode with this all right what two seconds thoughts? final thoughts sorry <laughs> it was good go on <laughs> go on yes no literally two seconds final thought. it was amazing i want more give me give me give me all right that's all you got that's just, yes okay that's, i'll take it all right it was good i yeah. have nothing to complain you guys are cool too <laughs> <laughs> thanks you're pretty Yay. cool yourself oh shucks <laughs> josh what uh what are your final um, thoughts I'm just excited to see where it's going to go. I'm just, um, if, if it was so faithful to the, to the base story in the first episode, I mean, and it's got the, it's got people that got to watch the whole series before it aired. Um, there have nothing but good things to say. And so I believe that it's going to do well, but I'm, I'm you know, Hold my tongue on that. Ma- Maze and Druckmann t-shirts, like Maze and Druckmann 2023 t-shirts. Uh, we should, yeah. should we should, we should totally we should get some and, and wear them. Yeah. So the only thing is, I'm a little a little worried for the show is that I read that the first four episodes there's like no action outside of what we've seen. There's very little that's, action. That's- so for me, it's fine. I'm a little worried about some people not liking that, but I mean, we've seen things like Game of Thrones do so well with very little action, and then there's lots of action. So you can do a mm-hmm. show like that. That's just a little concern of mine. Not big for the general people that are watching the show. Will four episodes of not a lot happening, not a lot of action. Uh, yeah. So the next, the them. next episode. The this, next my, episode. this is my final thought. Shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say the next episode. I don't know about the action thing. The next episode is called um, Infected. Mm-hmm. It's I think they're going to introduce the, them in this episode. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> in the fi- in the final uh, scene of the first. Oh, episode, I know what you're going to you talk can, about. You can see yeah. a there's a clicker on one of the rooftops, mm-hmm. and it roars in the lightning. I don't know if M. I don't know if you saw that. Nope. Totally yeah, oblivious. Yeah. So you can see Ellie and Tess and Joel running through the cars to the buildings that are collapsed in the distance. But if you look on the left hand side of the screen, you can see one of the uh, infected that is like one of the more prominent like threats in the game. We call it a clicker because it uses echolocation. And he's, he's he's standing on a rooftop and he's roaring at the at the lightning and the lightning, the light from the lightning hits him and it just 
this beautiful silhouette is formed in light and darkness, and it, it's so perfect. Wait, what? And really? I gotta look at that again. Yeah, last fifteen seconds of the show uh-huh, before uh-huh. the credits roll. He's. I, he, I can he, see yeah. them. Yeah, I can see the camera panning out, but I just don't remember seeing this. Yeah. It's not very close. It's very subtle. You have to really yeah. look for it. Uh, but um, the next episode, like I said, Infected airs the 22nd, which is tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and Neil Druckmann is the director for that episode. So th- I guess this is going to be his film directional they, debut. They, I don't know yeah. if he's ever I don't know if he's ever directed anything uh, prior. We're going to have a total of nine episodes. I hope it goes well. I don't know if it's going to encompass the entirety of the first game or if it's going to break off, split it into two seasons. But we'll see. I'm excited. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, me too. I'm very happy and I'm <laughs> looking very forward to 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 what we get. So I'm gonna play the game. I never beat it, but I'm playing the game now, and I, hopefully, I can play it through as we watch these episodes. I'm probably gonna beat it before we finish, most likely. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fun experience, and we can you know compare them. So. I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to play it. I'm going to be a blank slate. <laughs> that sounds I'm doing that's this for good. you that's guys. Fine. I'm doing this for yeah. you. That's, that's, a, that's a great perspective to have. Yeah. Yeah, it a, is. Viewer's, a viewer's perspective, like a, I don't want to, I don't mean this as an insult, but like people say that, you know, ignorance is bliss. You know? It so is. You're oblivious to the storyline that we all know. And that's and that's a good that's an interesting perspective to have, and I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, imagine to in, go through Last of Us again, never seen. Like, if you could wipe your like, I always say Metal Gear Solid. If I could wipe, there we go, re- reference drop at the end. Yay, if, I just, <laughs> if I could wipe my memory of the first Metal Gear Solid game uh, on PlayStation, I think I'd be pretty fucking happy to play through that shit again. So yeah, I get it. All right, that's all I have for this episode. M, you were awesome. Thank you so Thank much you. for hanging out with us today. This was a pleasure. Can't wait for more. Tomorrow night, Josh. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow (laughs) night as well. (laughs) Absolutely, Peter. Fewer listeners, tune in for the next episode of the Nerds Adulting Podcast, where we talk about the second episode of The Last of Us. You can only catch it here. This discussion is only here. And once again, I will remind you to not be shitty. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye-bye.